Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ben, what, what are you doing? You raising your hand? No, I'm you have trying a question? to cough. Hold on, watch this. I'm going to oh. do the cough thing. Watch this. Oh, cough button. Very nice. Very nice. Do you have been around the game a little bit? Uh, let me just announce, ladies and gentlemen, I have a mild cold, not COVID, eh, not COVID. Took the test, okay? Just want you to know that. Not that it matters. I mean, I'm in an attic in my house. No one's around, but it's not COVID, D, okay? It is not COVID. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> it's like every little ailment, every little ache. Is that COVID related? My back hurts. Could be COVID. All right. By the way, I'm getting great delight at George Carlin is making a comeback. D. Just it's am- I see like George Carlin clips everywhere on oh, the internet. Okay. Millennials are discovering him. Z's discovering him. George Carlin, man, he lives. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a deep catalog of George Carlin. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, they'll find something you'll probably disagree with with George Carlin as well. well I know. Which I uh, since I've pretty much watched everything available. <laughs> there's plenty. Of, Come on, George. But then he wins me over with the next bit. His bit. The guy is just just a funny man, a funny joke teller. In that movie about the dirtiest joke of all time, uh, Penn and Teller movie. I forget the name of it. Uh, so they all tell this really dirty oh, joke. The, the aristocrats. The, aristoc- so. the aristocrats. So the whole point of the joke is like, uh, it's a really filthy, dirty joke, but it's how you tell it that really displays the comic genius of the comedians. And George Carlin's only on it for a little bit. They have uh, your guy Saget's on there a lot. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. And, um but George Carlin just like has these funny faces he does that just cracking me up. I'm like, oh my god! I wish I would. I had kids like that in my uh, various classes growing up. They were class clowns, you know. Like, Come on, man, do that weird face again. Anyway, that was a tangent I didn't see coming. Yeah, that's what the show's all about. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, May 24th, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pot to smoke, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com, and if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A, V as in victory, S-K-Y. Ben, June, the month of May. The month of May is almost gone. Hard to believe. What? Let's hear that month of May fly by, Ben. Oh, hardly knew ya. <laughs> Did you know that Illinois has an average monthly revenue of over $100 million from recreational cannabis sales? That is correct. Yes, it is correct. DP. As of 2022, Chicago hosts an impressive 44 cannabis dispensaries. That is correct. The Windy uh, City is the perfect place for the Illinois Cannabis Convention, June 10th through 11th. It's brought to you by NECAN. The convention will be the largest gathering of the existing local medical cannabis industry and those getting into the new adult-use recreational market. The convention will showcase more than 100 companies, brands, and product lines. There's also four full programming tracks running each day for medical business, cultivation, and social justice, featuring dozens of expert speakers with practical knowledge and advice for attendees of all levels of experiences. All are welcome. Go to NECAN.com slash Illinois, N-E-C-A-N-N.com slash Illinois for information and to register. That is correct. It is Tuesday. May 24th, and this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, I'm just going to say it. My favorite alderman, alderwoman, Jeanette Taylor. And now your host, I'm just going to say it. My favorite Chicago Reader columnist. Ben Jarofsky. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I said it. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I'm just going to say it Tuesday, and here's why. 
That's great. I didn't even think it. I'm just going to say it Tuesday, and here's why. I got a lot of my mind. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to just start at the top and go down. Or maybe they go start at the bottom and go up. I don't know which way I'm going. First, I want to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, listener Kathy Power sent me a very funny uh, email. She's been listening to you do those uh, reefer reads. Ooh, like that alliteration. Oh, that's good. That's reefer good. reads. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, any samples? Three samples? <laughs> Pretty funny, Kathy. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Michael Girard here, uh, the legendary guitar player from the southwest side of Chicago, uh, widely known as the Neil Young of Chicago. In fact, Neil Young likes to say he's the Michael Girardi of Canada. Uh, he sent me a pretty funny bit today, a little <laughs> a text of a picture. Have you seen these, D, downstate? You're my downstate guy. I just came back you, from downstate. Yes, you did. So well, hold on. Let me call it up. Michael Girardi. Uh, so it's a, at the gas pump right next here. I'm going to show you what it says. So, right, yeah, you have to look. Right. I know. Uh, Over to uh, the side a little bit. There oh, we go. Okay, okay, there we go. Okay. Oh, so right next to, to the price where you at the pump, we have to pay, and it's this huge 44.49 for eight and a half gallons of gas i did the math ladies and gentlemen it's over five dollars a gallon you're welcome listeners <laughs> anyway there's a little uh picture somebody put like a sticker of joe biden and he's saying i did that <laughs> oh my god michael girardi our undercover agent in trump country yeah yeah we saw that Wait. in indiana uh maybe like a few months back back in march well, yeah, are they, are they downstate? Have you seen, did you notice uh, them downstate? I, I haven't seen any downstate. I saw it when I went to Indiana. Wait, wait, here, here's the reality, man. Like, when gas goes up, you blame it on the person in charge. And if you already don't like them, see, here's the deal. They, if you already don't like Joe Biden, you're going to double blame him. Gas wasn't high when Donald Trump was president. Who the hell remembers, by the way? Conversely, if you kind of sympathetic for Joey B, like I am, you're like, that's not fair. <laughs> and you got JB Pritzker. He's like, thank God I'm not on those stickers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, boy. oh doorbell. Oh, I love it when the doorbell rings. Uh, anyway, Jeanette Taylor is joining us. Uh, Jeanette Taylor is joining us. Uh, the pride and joy of the South Side of Chicago, one of our. Favorite alderman. Dennis already said it. Uh, Jeanette Taylor is his favorite alderman, alderwoman. Uh, and uh, man, not, uh, my phone's been ringing ever since you said that, D. Carlos Ramirez Rose is mad. Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez is mad. Byron Sister Lopez is mad. It's all right. <laughs> uh, Scotty Wagaspackles, what about me? Sue Gerds, away. Uh, before I bring Jeanette on, uh, I just have to say there was an interesting article uh, in the Tribune. Shout out to Gregory Pratt for writing it about Danny Solis. Danny Solis, of course, former alderman of the 25th Ward, uh, former zoning uh, committee chair, very powerful ally of Rahm Emanuel. He loved Rahm Emanuel, ladies and gentlemen. Rahm Emanuel loved him back. And he was a big friend of uh, Richard Daly, too. A lot of love. <laughs> he had a lot of love for powerful Democrats. Uh, Danny Solis. And uh, so anyway, Danny Solis got in some kind of trouble uh, and the feds came to him and they said, all right, look, uh, we'll give you a lighter sentence. I, I don't even remember what he did wrong. I'm, I'm not even sure that's been fully publicized. But he did something wrong. The feds came and we'll give you a lighter sentence or you can wear a wire. So you're like, hmm. I mean, we'll give you a lighter. We can give you a tough sentence or you can wear a wire. That's the, And he goes, hmm, I'll wear the wire. And so he gathered uh, intel on uh, Alderman Ed Burke uh, and uh, House Speaker Michael Joseph Madigan for about four years. Uh, then he resigned. Nobody knew he was doing it. Well, duh, it's a wire. <laughs> he gathered all his intel, which the feds have used to marshal uh, uh, corruption cases against both Madigan uh, and Burke. As a result of those cases, Michael Joseph Madigan has effectively stepped down and had to step down as Speaker of the House. And then he decided he didn't even want to be state rep anymore. So he's retreated from a public uh, from public office. So you could kind of credit that to Danny Solis. And Ed Burke has been s severely wounded. He's not nearly the powerful figure in City Hall that he was before the federal indictment. So one could argue that Danny Solis is actually a hero. One could argue. I'm not saying I'm arguing that. I'm just saying one could argue that. Uh, in fact, the federal prosecutors are arguing that, and they're uh, contending that Danny should be allowed to keep his pension. So I got to think about this one. Somebody who's vehemently opposed to it is 20, the current 25th uh, Ward Alderman, 
good friend of the show, Byron Cisha Lopez. In fact, I had dinner in Chinatown, D, with uh, Alderman Lopez and Adolfo Mondragon this Saturday uh, because I owed them that. I pre- pre- predicted they would lose their lawsuit. And I said, if you lose that lawsuit, uh, if you win that lawsuit, it's dinner on me. Well, they kind of won it. Sort of. It was close enough to you that I, I said, all right, let's go out and eat. And we had a great time. I'll tell you one thing. Going to Chinatown, going out to eat in Chinatown with the incumbent alderman, wow. It's a little like D in the old days when I would go out to eat lunch with you at that hot dog place in Montrose. Oh. Mr. Dr. D, have oh, a yeah, seat. Yeah. Sorry about that. Real popular there. <laughs> Doctor, hey, get this guy a hot dog right now. Uh, anyway, so it was pretty funny. Like, I'm like, Hey, I'm an important, all the, like the waiters and the owner and like, I don't even random guys coming off the street. Alderman, Alderman. I'm like, Hey, I'm important too. I I have a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Shut up. I got to talk to the Alderman. He's actually not going to be the Alderman uh, for much longer in that area. The the new ward map that goes to the 11th ward. So anyway, Byron's against it. I don't know, Byron. I think I'm going to bring you on. We're going to have a debate about this. I, I we sh- we didn't talk about this on Saturday because w- we talked about oh my god all lots of political stuff ward map and everything, but we didn't talk about this. So I'm going to bring you on. We're going to have a deep dive on this one. D. I don't know. Should Danny Solis be treated as a hero for wearing the wire? It's getting to keep his pension. The argument being that would not for him, Burke and uh, Madigan would still be in power, corrupt as they may be allegedly, allegedly. D. Um, I don't know. I got to think about that. Feds make a kind of compelling case. Alderman Danny Solis, hero. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on the great Jeanette Taylor, alderwoman from the south side of Chicago, dear friend of the show. Welcome back, Jeanette Taylor. Thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I had a, a mini cold, Jeanette, but I've it's not COVID. Took the test, okay? I was, I was up all night studying for that test. That's a bad joke. Uh, and um, so I'm, I'm just kind of relieved that I don't have COVID. Uh, Jeanette, in preparation for bringing you on the show, I just started writing down topics, just like the individual topics uh, I wanted to discuss. And for some reason, they, it, they all began with the letter C. And, and then I just kept trying to do it. Like I had a, for, I don't know why I get it. That's kind of how my weird mind works, Jeanette. I get into these grooves or ruts. I don't know what to call it. So it started off with curfew. Then it went to crime. Then it went to casino. And then it was like, okay, I got to keep going with C campaign, mayoral campaign. And then CTU election. I'm like, C, C's. Uh, but then I hit a roadblock. I started thinking about, I really wanted to talk to you. Uh, we'll get, we'll hold off on this one. Uh, the $54 billion that the United States has uh, designated for Ukraine. And I think the last time uh, Alderman Taylor was on the show, she went on an incredible riff about, like, we always have money for war in other countries, but we never have money to for our own country. And I've been, like, thinking about that uh, ever since. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there's just no – I mean, we'll hold this up. The Buffalo shootings, which have just really uh, – I know you must have a lot of thoughts on them and the whole notion of white replacement theory and the, the way the right and the Republicans are using it to scare the hell out of people. And there's a certain madness in the country right now. So um, uh, we'll get to all that. But let's just start off <clears throat> with the, um, the the local news in Chicago. Another uh, word that begins with C. Curfew. So they're... Uh, the mayor has proposed lowering the curfew for minors, uh, saying that we must do something to cut down on the violence in Chicago. Uh, and in particular, in Millennia Park, she has uh, moved to uh, ban any minor, or no, any 16-year-old, I think it is, from uh, walking around a, a Millennium Park uh, after six without a an adult. I think it's like responsible adult, which what the hell does that mean? Uh, will da- would Danny Solis constitute a responsible adult? Hmm. Like, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. What about Ed Burke? The guy, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. I can't see Ed Burke walking around with anybody at this time. No. So, no. Uh, it does so, not make any sense. It does. So, ever. 
Uh, no, some kid with walking out. To, I'm going to Millennium Park with Ed Burke. Um, so your general thoughts, uh, Jeanette, I haven't seen if I, if I may have missed some quotes in the paper from you. So I'm really uh, I do not know your position on this. The mayor's uh, curfew proposal. Go ahead. Makes no sense whatsoever. Young people are crying out for things to do, for investment, to have things in their community. And your answer is to punish them because they were down on your wonderful Millennium Park with your bean. So that's what we do to young people. Makes no damn sense whatsoever. And I'm questioning her parenting. This makes absolute no sense. As a kid, I never went downtown. Want to know why? Because my community had things I can go to. We had a theater. We had a skating rink. We had fun stuff to do. I can go to after school. I can go to the park district. There were things for me to do. And so it's because the elected officials and the people in my community at that time invested in me. And so instead of making uh, resources available to pick young people's brains, to pick their creativity. We punish them because we, we mess with your tourism. People who don't give a hell about this city makes no sense whatsoever. And she is out of her mind. Exactly what I'm going to say to her tomorrow is she reminds me of the tree and the axe. The axe begged to represent the trees because they were made of the same thing. But at the end of the day, the axe was killing the trees. This is the exact same thing. You are paid representative to listen to young people and people in communities and to come up with, with um, solutions that make sense. This makes no sense whatsoever. This is not data driven. This is what you sat in the room with some people and came up with. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Mm. And you're not going to do anything but irritate young people more. And we're going to have more problems. Period. Um, so... I didn't uh, hear the full debate on Friday, but there were other aldermen and alderwomen who articulated a similar point to you, uh, to what you just made. Uh, and yet it passed uh, 14 to three out of committee uh, and largely. Oh, she ain't the only access there. It's a bunch of axes that want to represent the trees. She's not the only one. It's for the entire city council. Because if you're crazy enough to think that putting a curfew on young people is going to make them not come to your magnificent mile, think again. This is the riots that we just got over in 2021 and 22. I mean, 21 and 20. You're doing the exact same thing. You're perpetuating an issue that we've had in the city for years. I don't have a skating rink in my ward. I don't got a Chuck E. Cheese. I barely got enough libraries and and um, park districts that could accommodate young people. I got young people who live on my block who cannot go two blocks away because of the gang issues. Take care of the real issues. Stop putting band-aids on bullet wounds because that's exactly what this is. And it makes no sense. And who did she talk to? I got five kids. I could have told her that was a dumb idea. (laughs) Kids do as you do, not as you say. Yeah. And responsible adult. They just gonna find some 19, 20 year old with a with an ID and still be down on her magnificent mile by her being. And I still don't know what the hell we got that being for. It was a waste of tax dollars money. Don't get me started at a Millennium Park. That was a fight I lost. Oh, you uh, we can start together. Because <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what the hell the bean is for. And why we got a projector that keeps showing people that I've never seen in my life. So we wasted electricity. We waste time and money keeping it clean. We could have did other things with that money. Yeah, the uh, Millennium Park uh, was a, a TIF-funded operation and, and the daily administration at the end of the 90s and the early O's, and I resisted. But I have to admit, Jeanette, before we move on from this, uh, I really got into uh, some of the concerts I've seen in Millennium. I must admit, I don't want to just – people who know me go, Ben – you, you can't be hypocritical about it because you went to a lot of concerts there. Yeah, the jazz. I love there's never festival. anything free for young people. Who are those concerts tailored to? People over 30. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, in my over case. 30. You ever seen her throw a free concert with Chance or, or G.B. Herbo? Those people that she loved to uplift and talk about? Have they did any of that for the young people? Not just at Millennium Park, but even in our communities. No, you haven't. So who who do you really represent? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it, when it comes to the jazz, listen, I wish younger people would go to the jazz festival. That's just something I'm saying right now because I love when jazz. When do you give them an opportunity to be involved in jazz? Half of these schools don't have art or music. So well, why would they be in the true. jazz? Grandparents are not around. Parent, you know, their grandparents are not here to teach them about jazz. 
I was fortunate enough to have people to teach me about jazz and different genres of music. They don't have that, but we don't even introduce it to them on the school level. So what would make them to go down to Millennia Park to listen to some jazz? Yeah. No, you're getting me going here, Jeanette, because first of all, jazz, there's so many great jazz giants from Chicago mm-hmm. that, I mean, just Ramsey Lewis, Herbie Hancock, just the, Quincy Jones, just giants. Ask them to come back and give back to their community. Ask them to come do a concert at some schools for young people. Like, we got so many ways that we can invest in the young people in our community, but we just throw them away. I want people to remember when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King did things for our communities, they were young people. They weren't older. They, they, those pictures are fooling us. These were young people. Young people have always turned this country around and done what's right by us. And so we're going to punish them for a few people who've done wrong. The, the crime don't, and they got a curfew now, they don't ever even fucking enforce. I'm sorry. Come on, come on now. They ain't even enforcing the curfew we got now. Yeah. Stop it. And now uh, I'm supposed to believe the police who is struggling itself is going to introduce, a, a, it is going to do something about this curfew. They only going to do something because we don't want to harm the tourists that come to our city and spend their money. It ain't because of safety, it ain't because we care. Stop it. Stop it. Man, don't get me started. Stop it. I, I like getting you started. Uh, you don't have to worry about dropping the F-bomb. It's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> by the way, before I let it go, uh, you went on one of those riffs, and I'd just like you to um, elaborate a little bit about one of the what I call a back-in-the-day riffs that I find myself doing a lot, but I'm older than you. So I, I, when I go, oh, well, when I was a kid, <laughs> and we're going back to this uh, late 60s, early 70s, you're a lot younger than me. So your generation, when you talk about the things that you could do that were available for you when you, you were growing up in Chicago, talk like roughly when was that and where was it? You know, what neighborhoods? So I lived, we call it bronze here. You know, when we want to gentrify something, we give it a fancy name. Back in the day, it was called the low end. And so I lived in the low end. My neighborhood school was a block away going east. My church was a block away going west. So in the summer, I went to vacation Bible school. I went to after school matters and after school programs. Their park district was not that far from me, but because we were surrounded by projects, there was never really any space for us because they accommodated young people from CHA. But there were plenty of places where you can go to get a program or go to after school. I could play outside. I could jump rope. I could hula hoop. I played with the kids on my block. Our young people don't have, and I'm an 80s baby. I was born in the 70s, but I'm an 80s baby. So it wasn't that long ago. My mother, the first thing I ever saw on a screen at the Met Theater that was on 46 and King Drive was The Wiz. It was the first time that I saw all black people in a movie, and it's been my favorite movie since I was a kid. It ain't that hard to satisfy young people. They got technology. They got everything. At a drop of a, all you got to do is go hit Google, and they can find anything they want to. But we won't invest in the things that young people want. So Good Kids Mad City got a peace book. It's an app where young people wouldn't have to log in their name or anything. If they wanted an activity or something that they wanted to do was interested in, the Peace Book will give them that information. But we won't invest in that, but we invest in this casino that nearly is not going to turn over the money that it's supposed to. We'll get into the casino. That's that's like next on my list. Uh, And um, well, I I just wrote this. So this is fresh in my mind. Get your response to this. So it passed overwhelmingly despite all the obvious flaws in the plan, the curfew did. Okay, out of committee. There was a delay yesterday. Uh, Nikki Spazzato was up to something. I don't know what he was doing. Alderman uh, Nick Spazzato. So it's delayed. Uh, I think the vote will be tomorrow. I think it is. Tomorrow is the vote on the curfew. Uh, and uh, it'll eventually pass. We all know that. It was overwhelmingly approved out of committee. Uh, and my position is... Yes. Way things are, what's that? It says so much about my coworkers. Well, we'll get oh, into it that. Says. It, we'll get into that because the reality is this, there's uh, since uh, that you alluded to uh, the turbulence, the rioting and the uh, upset uh, that occurred after uh, George Floyd was murdered uh, in 2020, uh, there's been a backlash and it's pretty obvious to me. I see it every day uh, in the language that, that uh, uh, politicians use regarding crime, uh, protests, Black Lives Matter, et cetera, and so forth. So there is a backlash uh and defund the police has become a curse phrase uh and nobody wants to look a quote-unquote soft on crime and so 
I feel this will pass overwhelming because aldermen don't want to have to go before their voters having voted no to a tough on crime measure, even if the tough on crime measure uh, is flawed. It's against children or against young people who have not mentally finished developing. Would you do this to your children? It's because the majority of those children at Millennium Park look like me. But if they look like you being, this wouldn't even be a conversation. That's simple. Stevie Wonder could see it. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is uh, one of the, it's something that Jeanette and I have in common. Somehow or other, she found a way to Stevie Wonder uh, in the 80s, the 70s, Stevie Wonder. And I'm not going to ask her to sing a Stevie Wonder song, but she mentioned him uh, maybe at the end of the conversation. You know, Stevie Wonder is, is, is one of my favorites. If no, I ever you, you did that one song the one time. It's not, Stevie Wonder. Yes. Um, all right, Somebody going to make sure I meet him one day. Dennis, it might have to be you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't want to hear Dennis sing, and I don't think he knows any Stevie Wonder songs. Um, all right, so so what's your thoughts about what I just said? The backlash, the I don't want to be seen as soft on crime, uh, the, the, re, the strong reaction against any kind of like what, even really conversation. What has been tough on crime gotten us? What, what, what has been tough on crime gotten us? Black and brown people sitting in jail who are not guilty of crimes that they paying for for the rest of their lives. You know what soft on crime gonna get, get folks? Some 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 peace. Y'all better be lucky. This country better be lucky. Black people just want equity and not revenge. I'm gonna say that to you. And I hope people hear me when I say that because enough is enough. Not only do we got the school to prison pipeline, we got all these institutions that's supposed to serve us that penalize and punish us. CPS, uh, the park district, look at all the, look at all the scandals that didn't happen in places that we're supposed to leave our children in trust. Oh, but you were soft on crime then. Now you want to be hard on the people that you're paid to serve. It makes no damn sense whatsoever. Stop it. You wonder why people don't want to go to the park district because they had a scandal where the people that, that ran it was having sex with young people. We ain't going to have that conversation. We ain't going to talk about the conversation where you got a network chief who was promoted when there was a kid that was getting raped and the, she didn't believe the parents. Stop it. Don't get me started. Don't, don't get me started on this system. Y'all, this country is going to learn. You can't continue to pick and knit at people and they're going to keep turning their backs. They're not. And y'all, we saw partially during the George Floyd. That, that's what y'all gonna get. And I, what I want y'all to remember is these young people about to be 17 and 18. They about to be ready to vote and they gonna vote y'all asses right out of office. Well-deserving, good riddance. I certainly hope you're uh, correct in that last point uh, that young people can register and vote. Uh, I've been disappointed on that front many times. Um, so crime... The next uh, word that begins with C, which is uh, coming right out of uh, the conversation of curfew. Uh, if you were a mayor, Jeanette Taylor, uh, what would be the first few things you did uh, regarding just this whole general uh, issue of crime and policing and criminal justice, et cetera? I would stop making decisions without the people that they ultimately affect. We should not make decisions about people, young people, police, or anybody without having them at the table. We're so busy implementing, we don't bother to ask. And when we get it wrong, it's okay. But it had been okay, the death of some of these officers, the death of all of these young people, the death of black and brown young people. Like, come on. Just stop for a minute and think about what you're doing. I can speak to these issues because I lived it. And it wasn't a great lived experience. Me and my family are the poster child for what Chicago should not do to people who are looking for help. I've been on the CHA waiting list since 1993. You know how many times they call me? Once. You know how many times I've tried to apply to work at the post office so that I can make a living wage so I ain't working 80 and 90 hours? Back in the 90s, I got a sheet of paper from them that says I passed the test. They gonna call me. I've never been called. So you got a system of people who are crying. And you talking about pulling myself up by my damn bootstraps. I don't have the boots. And y'all made that possible with your, with your white supremacy. Let's just call it what it is. See, we got to get to a place where we got to get comfortable talking about the past and how not to repeat it. That's why people don't want critical race theory because they scared they're going to see their grandparents and their uncles standing outside where we was hanging from trees. Let's call this what it is. 
And so we got to get to a place where we're talking to the people we're paid to represent. I don't make decisions based on what I feel or what I think. And I don't always agree with my constituents. So like on this casino thing, me and my constituents are at odds. I got constituents who live in my ward who want this casino because of the jobs and they're struggling in other jobs. But I got other people saying it's not going to do with Indiana. It's it, it's not going to do what it does in Indiana. So I got to figure out what the balance is. And so I've said it to the unions and I'm saying it to the people. I need to be able, I think this is moving too fast and I don't think we have enough input from the people. This casino is coming whether we want to or not, but they need to come and say 90% of them jobs, they got to be, they got to come from the 606. They got to be from Chicago. It's a no-go, period. Ain't no question about it. If they can't do it, it's no casino. We need to find somebody else, period. I'm tired of looking at our CDOT and our water and those contracts are going to other states. We're not even employing the people that live here, but we will talk shit when they doing crime and doing crazy stuff to make it. Make it make sense. I'm with you 100%. That was a great riff. I'm with you 100% on the casino and jobs in Chicago. I think that the casino is the dumbest idea to fund our pension system. I don't believe it will fund the pension system. I think it'll be like the lottery, which didn't fund our schools uh, and just really turn people cynical about promises from government. So this is another promise. Folks, don't believe them. It will not pay the pension obligations. The money they're their, Indiana uh, has addiction. a bunch of casinos. They got a bunch of hotels. It's a system that they've created. We're not Indiana. We ain't even the size of it. And so I don't know who in their right mind thought this was okay. And we're not talking about the number of seniors and people with gambling addictions that it's going to hurt. You know how many families going to starve and be homeless because their families are gambling their lives away? Well, and you know, they had a hard time getting to Indiana. Uh, Jeanette, there's double uh, standards when it comes to vices. So follow me on this. This is a, uh, this is one. So you, what they do is people have vices, like you drink or you smoke reefer or you gamble, uh, or and uh, and so what the state does is go. Well, we'll accept some vices because we can tax them and bring in money. Uh, and so, for instance, uh, alcohol. It hasn't been illegal since prohibition, which is even before my time. So we welcome that. Do you follow me? Uh, finally, in the state of Illinois, we welcome uh, legalized uh, cannabis. Uh, as I see in Delaware, the governor just vetoed the bill. So they're not quite uh, up to, <laughs> they haven't woken up to the 21st century there. But, uh, and so gambling is advice. For some reason, when you, when you put, uh, when you propose marijuana, People are like, well, I don't want it. I, I really can't vote for it because what it does to people's brains or what it does to younger people. But like when it comes to gambling, <laughs> nobody seems to care what it does to gambling machines in our grocery stores in the hood. So you got little corner stores that got those little slots and gambling machines. That's the type of evil system. We are tolerating them. So I send my kid. I have an autistic kid who is 17. I didn't start to trust Michael to go to the store until he was like 16. And so I sent him to the store. And he like, Mama, they got a machine at the store. I said, a machine? What are you talking about? So I go to the store and literally it's three machines, two of them being occupied by seniors, and they're gambling machines that pay out. And then there's no legislation to it. It ain't no legislation because you know who's making the money. But let it be some folks that y'all love disinvested in. Let it be some black or brown owners of the machines. I guarantee we'll come up with legislation so fast, Helen Keller will hear it, and she was deaf. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, the casino, that'll be another big vote uh, because the um, the argument will be, well, if we don't have the casino, we're going to have to raise your taxes, even though the reality is, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing them anyway. <laughs> raise your taxes anyway. Like, you can't make this up, man. You cannot make it up. They raising, you just ain't paying no attention because it's such a small amount. I, and, and I'll tell you something else, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeanette, mark my words. The cost of building that casino will be shouldered. They haven't said this yet, but we will be shouldered by the taxpayers. To buy the building, it's they got to buy the plant where they're going to uh, have the casino, tear it down, clean up all the toxins in the, on the land, build out the streets, put in parking, uh, the street lights, et cetera, and so forth. 
I'm telling you so right you now. So are you talking about the temporary one or the other one that they The other one. Because next time I the temporary one first. So yeah. we're going to waste tax dollars money on building the temporary yeah, one first. Temporary and then one use some more of our money to build the permanent one. You make it make sense. The clownery that goes around in this city. But all I'm going to say is y'all keep electing them. Y'all keep picking them. If they wasn't doing nothing before they got in the seat, what you think they're going to get when they get, when they get in the seat? What they've always done, not a damn thing. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's tie it all together with the thing that I was going to talk about last, but we'll bring it up. Uh, Fifty-four billion. I was thinking of you when I read this. I'm going to write a column about this. Fifty-four billion uh, for Ukraine and the fight the war in Ukraine. And listen, folks, I don't want to get into discussion debate about uh, Ukraine at this moment. Russia was absolutely the aggressor, and there's atrocities happening there. But I'm just They're curious. Two hundred and twenty percent. Nothing that's happened to the people of Ukraine. It shouldn't happen, period. But we got 58,000 homeless people in the city of damn Chicago in one of the richest cities in the world. Biden better go sit down and wake up. Somebody better wake him up because that ain't our business. Take care of home. That's what's wrong with America right now. We keep minding other people's business. But we won't take care of the black people that built your country for free. We won't do that, will we? We've been actual reparations for how long? Everybody else gets something to protect them. Remember when the agents were attacked? They created a whole legislative bill for them. But we just continue to be killed in the middle of the streets. And it's okay. I keep saying, when, when, we, when we ask for more than equity, this country better be nervous. That ain't our business. And I feel sorry for those folks. The most we can do is what we've always done. Open up our borders to people, oh, except for the Haitians, because of course they look like us. Because remember when the Haitians was at the border, they got whipped and, and attacked by horses. But everybody but people that look like me. But everybody else will open up our borders and we'll give you support and we'll take care of you. Land of the free, home of the who for who. Because it ain't for me. And when the Pledge of Allegiance is said, I sit down. I don't stand up. I'm not. I'm supposed to respect the country that does not love me and shows me every single day, every minute, and reminds me that I'm nothing to it. But it expects me to help it save it before dinner time, like I'm a damn Powerpuff girl. It, ex it, it expects me to march for them. So now I'm supposed to march for women's rights. But when y'all was marching back in the 50s, y'all said to hell with us. No, I'm tired. As a black woman, I am tired. But I'm giving folks a warning. We, we're not going to keep doing this. We're, we're just not. And so the, the thought that now we, we're, we're going to go to Taiwan's rescue. Are you serious? You cannot make this up. I can't wait till I'm able to tell my grandchildren, I hope y'all move to another country and live happily. Because this country don't give a damn about you. But we'll go protect everybody else. Now watch, we'll have a new set of immigrants that don't look like me in our country. And we'll just kumbaya. Stop it. Fifty-four billion—that could go a long way in the city of Chicago. But, but you, but we ain't. But the American people are still suffering from COVID nineteen because the variants we have now—all these new variants—and people are steady having to take off work. The hospital levels are low. The hospitality system is is basically none. You got you go to a restaurant, you wait two or three hours. But the federal minimum wage for tip workers is two dollars and sixty three cents. But we gonna send them billions of dollars. Y'all better go and sit down somewhere. This is not what y'all looking for. This, this enough is enough. And so when folks just start checking out of this system, don't be surprised. Cause I won't be. Uh, 54 billion. I'll just, before I move on, I'll just repeat that 54 billion would go a long way in the city of Chicago. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get down to, uh, the CTU election. I'm staying with the C Chicago teachers union. Good friend of the show, Stacy. Davis Gates, otherwise known as SDG, was victorious. Uh, there was no runoff. Uh, she was challenged on two sides, uh, from the left and the right. Two paid sides. <laughs> two paid sides. Say what it is. Two, two sides that were paid to run against her because she's hated because she cares about the young people that she actually gets to teach us and nurture because the teachers are our children's second parents. But you continue. Yes. Uh, so she was victorious without a runoff. Uh, and 56% um, of the vote, they said, I'm curious to see how many teachers uh, voted, but that's a whole other thing. That's just because I'm a geek and I love numbers uh, when it comes to elections. Uh, so 
listen, I looked at it uh, on a positive front, uh, I, Jeanette, because my attitude was that Stacy uh, and Jesse Sharkey and this core uh, did something that was really rare uh, for teachers, teachers union in Chicago. I've been around a long time, watched a lot of teachers unions. And they, uh, what they did was it started with the great Karen Lewis. Let's, let's give the of shout out, you know, I mean, it, it, let's, let's give the shout out where it goes. But Almost definitely. Karen yeah. paved the way for all of this. Paved the way. Absolutely so, no, because she understood what working with community and what teachers actually do. But yeah. continue. Yeah. So they look beyond the classroom. And so, in other words, they they went on strike, uh, and the issue at the end was nurses in the school. And this was in 2019. I still haven't gotten over this. I mean, this gets back to the 54 billion. Everybody in the city was saying, "Get back in that classroom, teachers." You know, there's no money for nurses. We'll get you nurses when we get around to it. And then COVID hits. Oh God, it would be nice to have some nurses in the schools. Uh, so I give them a lot of credit for reaching out and. If they had lost, it would have been a rebuke. We'd be in trouble. We'll have more young people not in schools doing foolishness. We would not have that other parent that parents so lovingly need. We would not have people who say young people are homeless. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have people who say mental health is one of the biggest issues we have and to invest in these buildings and every school should have a case manager and a counselor. That's what we wouldn't have. Thank you, Core. Thank you, Karen. Uh, $54 billion, just throwing that out there, it's a recurring theme. $54 billion would buy a lot of case managers, a lot of Man, mental health. Listen. You could reopen the mental health clinics that they wanted closed so we bad. We can open back up the school they closed, and young people will have somewhere to go. But I digress. Well, I, I think- forgot when they closed the schools, we lost thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands of young people, but continue. Well, I, I believe, and I've written this many times, uh, that school closings are just part of a larger trend in Chicago, uh, fostered by gentrification and all our economic development policies to uh, move poor people out of Chicago. I've always believed that. Oh, and um, don't, don't leave out, no to move out poor black and brown well, people. Okay. Mainly black people. Uh, and um, I mean, let's just be honest, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started and, with the hot knocking down of CHA. We'll continue. Yeah. So, uh, so I, it's just funny with the 54 billion, you open, reopen schools, then people would come back for the schools. Do you follow what I'm saying? Well, the, the point was to <laughs> encourage people to leave the city. If you reopen schools, you might encourage people to come back to the city. I mean, you know, the city's uh, black population fell drastically and dramatically for the first 20 years of this century, Jeanette, and no one talked about it. I don't remember. Oh, we did. We well, did in the black community because we yeah. was clear. We, we talked about it a whole lot. Norfolk Sutherland, one of the biggest railroads in the world, bought off Inglewood and moved those families who've been there for centuries. But we don't talk about it. Oh, we talked about it. Oh, we talk about it all day long because we live with it every day, which is the reason why in the remap, I go all the way to Wood Street in the third ward and I have High Park now. So now I have two more communities to add our own and I now have all of Washington Park in the remap. So we talking about it. People just don't listen. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, the city leaders were not talking about it. Uh, all right, let's get back to the ward map. Might as well. It's it doesn't begin with the C, but well, well Chicago ward map. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, oh my God, Rod. We had Rod Sawyer on the show. We had Carlos Ramirez Rosa on the show. We were heading for a uh, a referendum, uh, and uh, all of a sudden they cut a deal. <laughs> I always get nervous when Chicago cuts a deal because we can't afford it. We can't afford a referendum. Nobody. We can't afford it. Our constituents can't afford for us not to be doing our job. We don't got time for that. Waste of time, waste of our money, waste of our energy. We should have been worked it out, but it's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. So how did it get to the the point where uh, it, it almost was a referendum in your opinion? What were the positions that hardened around this issue and why couldn't they come to a thing? It's how the remap is done. People who've been in the city council for a long time get seniority over rookies and they basically wanted to cut the board the way they wanted to. 
And that's how the fight started. But in the end, nobody wanted to pay. Nobody wanted to go through a referendum. We are already in the city of transparency now, which I kind of like, because everything you do and say is on the internet or you can Google it. And so now you can't get away with lying. It's all seen. It's all transparent. And so we already got to fight for our seats to prove that we were doing our job and do a referendum, make it make sense. There has to be a way that we do the census and the remap that includes the community, period. The change Illinois was not wrong for that. Now, I don't like how they went about it, but they are absolutely right. We should draw war maps with our community, period. Ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about it. But of course, people will draw them out and take out the people who didn't vote for them or the people they don't like or the people that don't vote or the people ain't engaged. Oh, I know the game. Just because I was born at night don't mean it was last night. Uh, so are you uh, satisfied with the ward bonders you have? Do you think you can uh, live with those? Uh, will you be able to represent all so these? my only issue... Mm-hmm. With the map is I will not get more money to do streets and, and and curbs. I won't get more money to do lights and projects like that. Because no matter how big or how small small my ward is, my menu does not change. That's the problem with for me. I'm an organizer. I can talk to people. I can work with them. Things we agreed on, great. Things that we don't agree on, we can work on. And I want my community to be a part of the decisions that I make in this office. This is not, this is Jeanette. I am paid to represent the people. And so if I'm representing them, that means I have to listen and talk to them. And so for me, I'm going to get some new neighbors and some neighborhoods that I've never worked in. But my concern is the menu. How am I going to be able to take care of these portions I've got such a big board. It already takes me a month to cut grass and get it clean. It's going to take me even longer with a bigger space. And so that's my issue. I love the the citizens of Chicago. I don't care what type of town you live on. We got some good people in Chicago. It's why a lot of us won't leave. And so it ain't never been about me going bigger. It's about me actually being able to take care of my ward in a way that's healthy for everybody. That means back of the yard get the same thing that the high parkers get. But we don't do that right now. We pick and choose. Wherever I get the most votes, that's who I take care of. Not in the 20th, not at all the woman Taylor's watch. Everybody gets taken care of. So anybody that walks through this office gets whatever they need. And I help them in whichever way I can. And so it's just more people for me to help. I'm fine with it. I just don't like the process. It just sucks all together. The census didn't go well, but we ain't going to talk about that either. Mm-hmm. The census was a mess, but we're we not going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, that begins with a C, uh, but um, it wasn't on my list to talk about today. Uh, I will say this. So how much is the menu money uh, that each alderman gets? It's like $1.9 million. Don't right, call so, me. It's not well, enough, though. I don't have enough now well, to, to, really, to I, really do what I need to do for my ward being so big. I'm going to go on a riff right here. Okay. And because this is one of my pet peeves, uh, Jeanette. So I just have to say this. The fact that we pretend as though there's equity in Chicago because each alderman gets $1.9 million in menu money for things like street repairs uh, is part of a larger joke on the citizens of Chicago because the biggest economic development program in the city of Chicago is the TIF program, and that goes to the wealthiest communities. So this is what I'm saying to the residents of Jeanette Taylor's ward. That t- that casino will require infrastructure work. That infrastructure work, I'll bet you anything, will be paid out of TIF dollars or property tax dollars, other property tax dollars. Uh, and when it happens, the city of Chicago will tell you, well, it's not for the casino. It's for infrastructure. That's what they said with Lincoln Yards. No, Ben, it's not for the developers. It's for infrastructure, to which I always say, where was the list of priorities that said the infrastructure at the corner of Chicago and Halstead and Walter Burnett's ward was more important to the city to fix than pick a corner in Jeanette uh, Taylor's ward, 63rd and Cottage Grove. I don't know if that's in your Y'all ward. Say but, it. Absolutely. Okay. And why, absolutely. Why is that corner more des- needing of a pothole filled than 63rd and Cottage? And so that's the game they play with you people. They go, well, Ben, it's for infrastructure. Like that settles everything. If you want to spend money, if you want to spend a billion dollars on infrastructure, I'm with you. Fix this. Oh, my Lord, Jeanette, my car. The, the, <laughs> I don't need to close the bridges. 
the bridges that Metro and all these railroads run on that they don't pay for. Why are we steady picking up the bill? See, we, we, we got a math problem in this city. It just don't equal up. No, but you'll never hear that argument advanced. Uh, you They haven't even told you how much the infrastructure costs will be for the casino. That's not even part of the equation. And uh, I don't agree with Alderman Riley a lot, but he was absolutely right yesterday when he said we're making a big mistake and we're moving too fast. He is absolutely right because there are a bunch of bits and pieces, moving pieces that we know nothing about. And we're oh, yeah. going to pay for it in the end. Alderman Riley said it. Alderman, Alderman Harrison said it. Um, and Alderman Hopkins. And two of those Aldermen I have nothing in common with other than speaking and being sociable. I haven't gotten an opportunity to work with, but I totally agree with them. They move in this deal too fast because it's a lot that they're not telling us. Wait, who is the other Alderman? Uh, that Hopkins, me. Riley, and Harrison. Oh, you should listen to Harrison. She was right. Oh, I about, don't listen. Uh, uh, yeah, she, Leslie Harrison. I was wish Ed Burke would have been there to talk about it because he, he's been there the longest. And every time he opens his mouth, I learn some new trick about this city every time. Well, that's because he was in the closed rooms when they were inventing mm-hmm. those tricks. Okay. So he but was going okay. said this yesterday. He said, this is just like the park and meet a deal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They promise you something and then there's no guarantee for it. That, that's the similarity with the parking meter deal. Absolutely. I agreed with them. Uh, yep. if, if you want to spend a billion dollars prepare on infrastructure, I say spend a billion dollars on infrastructure, but don't pretend like it's not going to cost you money to prepare the city for this casino. Stop lying to us. It's stop Uh, lying to us. Stop lying to the taxpayers. I I say this all of that. If you hate black people, just say that. If you hate poor people, just say that. Stop lying to us. We're in the world of transparency, not just be honest. Y'all know this casino is not going to do what it's supposed to do. And literally my coworker said it. And there is this thing of jobs. Absolutely, you want these jobs. People need to be working. But there are also other places in the city that we can make, employ the people in our city, and we don't. Look at these departments. Look at how we contract out for water and CDOT. The people come from other states. They don't come from Chicago. So there are some things we could do, but... There's no political will to do it. No, I really hope you're right about that. Uh, I, I would say every, I mean, I could justify it if, if every job was a Chicagoan. And see, that gets into residency requirements, which you have for city employees, but you don't have for private employees. So when, and when the city made that transition uh, to doing uh, private deals as opposed to public deals, we were really hurting people who live in Chicago and taxpayers. Yeah, because we weren't right. investing in our neighborhood. We weren't putting the money in the pocketbook. We are not recycling money in our own city. Yeah. How do you not recycle your own money in your own city? It's supposed to be recycled three times before it leaves the city. And it does not happen because of greed and because of corporate interests. Period. Uh, Mayor Jeanette Taylor. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move. Let's move on to... Uh, the really uh, upsetting news about the shootings in Buffalo and the whole uh, issue of white replacement theory, which has uh, uh, been advanced by the Republican Party. And Jeanette, this is uh, my mini crusade at the moment. I can't find a Republican who will speak out against it. I can't. Er, er, Richard Irvin is running for uh, governor as a Republican. Moderate. No. Well, I'm disappointed. I guess I'm not. I guess I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm I'm disappointed. I guess so. (laughs) I got to lower the bar even lower. huh? You're never going to say that the man ain't nothing mentally wrong with him. He planned this. He knew exactly what he was going to do. And it was to go kill black people. And then he nicely gets to sit in the police car. I wonder, did they take him to get McDonald's or Popeye's chicken sandwich? Not sure, but he was not treated like he treated those black folks he killed. And let's be okay with saying we have terrorists in our own country. But of course, because he's a white man, he's going to get off. He's going to go to a mental health facility. Nothing's going to happen. And that's what happens to people, black people. I'm not going to use that people of color shit because they love using that when they want to clean it up. It's black people. 
Had this been any other race of people, the country would be in an uproar. Let a black man go shoot up a space with white people and see don't they kill his ass before he make it to the police car. I keep telling y'all, we want this equity that people don't get what they're looking for. It's okay. He's going to be just like Jeffrey Dahmer. He's going to get to prison and somebody's going to take care of him. That's what's going to happen. Because this country is not going to do right by us. It, it just, it just is not. And what makes me mad is we don't have enough people that speak up. If it ain't good enough for you and your fucking kids, why is it okay for me and mine? That's what I need people to do. Your, your, your silence is violence to me. So the thought that they won't say nothing is because they like that shit. They like it. Same thing they like when Donald Trump was in office. All this racist shit he said and did. But then when he didn't come to y'all rescue, when the court was taking your ass to jail because you was fucking with democracy. Then it was, oh my God, Donald Trump. No, y'all allowed this shit to happen for four years. Matter of fact, y'all voted this fucking in. Y'all knew he had a good sense God gave him. But y'all made him president? And then the coons that stood behind them, Lord bless them. I'm hoping you somewhere now having to wash your ass with a cactus rag. That's what I wish for you. That's what I wish. I'm tired. I'm just tired. And so I ain't surprised the Republicans ain't saying they didn't say shit when they stormed the Capitol. They weren't concerned until it was their lives at stake. Oh, my God. We got to do something. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all knew when y'all voted that clown in office. What was going to happen? You thought you was going to get to say the racist shit that you always say and do, and he was going to co-sign it. No, that ain't what you got. You got black women. Let me remind the audience. Black women who made sure we changed and got his ass out of office. Y'all can thank us later, but y'all won't. Y'all will have us fighting in another fight for some more shit that y'all need that don't benefit us. But I digress. Uh, thank you. I will thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think anybody who voted against Trump, uh, but black women, number one, just in terms of raw percentage. Now, white women, I just throwing this out there. Come on, got a ways to go. Uh, and uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, reproductive rights are being thrown out the window by the uh, Supreme Court nominees of Donald John Trump. So think about that. And that was a great riff because what you were talking about, um, Jeanette, at the outset were the people who followed Trump's command to march onto the Capitol, uh, crashed into the Capitol, scared the hell out of everybody, you know, whacked security guards over the head. Oh, stole shit, stuff. killed somebody. Yeah. It and then okay. when they got before Where's the judge. Where's your reproductive rights? Where is he? He in another country with y'all tax dollars and y'all money that y'all, because y'all keep funding him politically. He hanging and chilling. I don't got no damn uterus, so I don't care either way. Uh, so I'm not getting into your fight. I ain't making no more babies. And Illinois is a state where we're protected. So either way, we're good. We're good in this state. But it's sad. The same people that we stand up and fight for, now that we need them, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. But y'all uh, picked Donald Trump, so. Uh, by the way, yes. I don't have a uterus either. But uh, I know a lot of women who do. So I'm still saying it's my body. I'm so tired of people who ain't got a coochie telling me what to do with mine. I said it. I did. I've been I've been waiting to say it. I said it. When you get a coochie, then you can decide what happened to mine. Until then, matter of fact, let's people who don't pay child support and don't take care of their kids. Let's castrate them. How about that be a law? How about we say if you don't take care of your baby, you ain't going to be able to work or eat and we're going to put your ass in jail. Is that what we want? Of course not. Stop telling women what to do with their body. Shit. By the way, I just want to put this uh, word out to Illinoisans. Yes, at the moment, uh, abortion is available in Illinois. But if you fall asleep on this, they'll do to Illinois what they did to Texas, Indiana, Michigan, etc. You cannot fall asleep. Exactly. You cannot fall asleep. I just cannot say that enough, Jeanette. Just people fall asleep. They get lazy. And uh, next thing you know, whoa, how did that happen? When I was asleep, I didn't see it. silent on issues that matter. You have nothing to say. The system, the same greeting system that gets us, you think it's going to stop at us? It's coming mm-hmm. for you next. Ta-da! Uh, all right, we'll close down with... Uh, it's just a delight talking to you, Jeanette Taylor. Always fire me up. <laughs> uh, that coochie line was pretty funny. Uh so let's close with uh, the mayoral election is just around the corner. Uh, as I speak, I'm doing this from memory. I think there's three declared candidates, Willie Wilson. Let me see if I could do this. Cam Buckner, 
uh, your uh, colleague from the city council, uh, Raylo, Raymond Lopez, that is. Uh, Pat Quinn today, former Governor Pat Quinn, uh, it, the word broke that he's doing a poll, so obviously he's thinking about running. Uh, anybody out there that you really want to uh, run, uh, Jeanette Taylor, anybody out there right now that you're excited by? Go ahead. We ain't got enough time to talk about who I think should run. But out of the people that's there, the only person that I would openly support is Cam. He's the only person who's actually been at the state fighting for the community. Now, Cam has his issues, and the voters get to choose. And so at the end of the but I, I feel like there are going to be so many people in the race, she's going to win by default. People are going to be willing to give her another chance. I just, I feel that in my spirit. Like they're going to like, we confused of all these different people that's running against her. And so they'll just go with her because at, at least they know that it's like, it's the devil you know and the devil you don't know. That's how people are going to look at Because people are calling me now saying, what are your thoughts? I'm like, I, I think it's some great people, but I feel like we're going to split these votes. Especially when it comes to the black, you got Cam and Willie Wilson. Then you'll be talking about Jay Green. Who else? LaShawn Ford, if he decides to run. The vote will be split up and ultimately she'll wind up back in. And so well, just, I'm concerned. Uh, I, I always point out we have a runoff system. and I don't believe uh, anybody's going to get more than 50%, which means it will be a runoff. Uh, and, uh, so then it'll be one-on-one -on -one, and I presume I agree with you. I believe that just by virtue of the fact that she's the incumbent mayor, people in Chicago have a tendency to worship incumbent mayors, particularly when they're mean, they love mean mayors in this city. They elected Rom. They liked the day. Oh, it didn't now. work for Rom. That's that, 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 that next time did it. He put on his little sweater. <laughs> it was trying to be nice and the shit didn't work. Ha ha ha. Fool us once. Shame on us. Fool us twice. Shame on you. Now you don't get a third time. Well, yes, he knew it. That's why he walked away. He did walk away. Walk away, Renee. Yes, he did. Uh, so yeah, they're um, gonna make his ass the ambassador of Japan. Poor Japan. He <laughs> need to be an ambassador picking up the dog shit in the community because that's about what he worked. Uh, Jeanette Taylor giving you her, her opinions of Rahm Emanuel. Can't say I really disagree with anything you just said. Uh, by the way, that's an honorable profession, just cleaning up a community. So there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and probably it's a good union job. Dog to shit. I didn't say cut grass. I didn't say trim it. I didn't say rake leaves. I say pick up dog shit. I guess that's honorable for his unhonorable ass. Uh, and uh, I just saw a picture of him, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, in the paper greeting. I forget who he was greeting. Some I can't remember who it was, but there he was, Ambassador Rahm. Somehow or other, he got all those senators uh, to approve him. I don't know how the man does it. All right, Jeanette, uh, it's a blast talking to you. And um, you got a lot of energy today. I feel really good about that because last few times you were on the show, you were a little under the weather. So I feel like you're just healthier right now. You're... I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I got I the cold. Break and You're healthy. Yeah. I'm learning to take care of me a lot more. I love my community, so I'm at it every day. I don't take a break. I accept calls on the weekends, but I also understand that I have to take care of myself. And as a woman, as a black woman, I feel like it's selfish because I'm used to being told that I'm supposed to take care of everybody but me. And so I can't operate that way anymore. So I've been taking time off here and there and just really taking care of myself. So, and I appreciate you paying attention to that because I got people who love me and say, you need a weekend. You need some time off. You need to just sleep. And because this system has been so jacked up and you just don't know how to tag on turn, you use every moment to do something special and something good for your community. And that's why I am, which is why my hands is to everything that I can think of to help build a strong community. Mm. Well, uh, I'm a big believer in, uh, you're going to laugh at me, yoga and meditation. Uh, just those taking time. <laughs> People can't believe I do this, but every day I take some time just to chill out. And you, you can really go crazy uh, with life and let all the little things twist in your head and torment you. And so it's my, and go for walks, whatever I can do, uh, Jeanette, uh, to just relieve the stress I do. So and every day I'll end with this. So every day I talk to the Lord and say, please don't put nobody in front of me that I got to slap or cuss at. In <laughs> Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
Oh, God, that's and uh, what an interesting request, because I don't want to have to hit anybody. Uh, All right, Jeanette, thank you so much for taking time for me and uh, stay strong, stay healthy and keep fighting. All right. All right. Thanks, man. See you, Dennis. Uh, It's great, Jeanette Taylor, dear friend of the show and uh, just a powerhouse person. Got a lot of love for Jeanette Taylor. All right. I also want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show is possible. As Jeanette Taylor will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for Demarvelous. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.